Hi guys, welcome back. I guess it's a back, right? Eh, it's been a while. Yeah, we took a, a we took a break for the holiday season. That is Thanksgiving. Okay. It's a holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday. It is a holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday. Why um, would? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never. I always think the holidays is like like Christmas, Hanukkah time. You know, Kwanzaa, some other fourth <laughs> thing. I don't know. Rule there's of threes. Another one. Yeah, there's yeah. more. You can make up one. I'm sure Scientologists have a thing for like this. Like the there's uh, Festivus from Seinfeld for all you uh, Feld heads out there. I'm gonna say S heads. No Feld heads. <laughs> shit. Yeah, for all you shit heads out there. Yep. <laughs> um, but if you haven't noticed, this is not a comedy podcast. This is a menswear podcast. Specifically, without the stuffiness. Is, yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's style and direction. Okay. Uh, menswear podcast without the stuffiness. I'm Ethan Wong. I'm Spencer Adi. And today, well, it's. We're, we're talking about clothes, like we do all the time. But uh, what's new with you, Spencer? Anything anything new happening? Let's do a little update. Weekend update with Seth Meyers. <laughs> An update since last week. Um, not not much. Um, I don't know. I'm planning the uh, put this on holiday party, which is fun because I don't have much experience in event planning. But I'm getting some help. So uh, if you're in Los Angeles and listening to this, please come. It's on the 15th of this is this month. An, is this a sponsored sponsored content? No. <laughs> SpawnCon? No. Um, when is this episode coming out? Is it coming out before the... It'll the come out before then, don't worry. Okay, yeah, come to the come to it. It's It'll be, like, yeah, the weekend, uh, the 15th, right? It, yeah, I'm going to be posting it, like, every day on the Instagram, so just check the Instagram for the Put this on Instagram. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Um, nothing's new with me, so... <laughs> okay. You just wanted to ask me. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted, you know, because uh, this podca- podcast I listen to, podcast a podcast mm-hmm. um they uh it's like a relationship podcast um into the lives of abgs it's not called that but uh they always update about themselves in the beginning of each one and um i think it's cool to kind of get to know i mean i think scott ackerman does it kind of sometimes yeah. i don't know i think the problem with us is that our lives are boring that's true we're talking about clothes on an audio medium yeah yeah um, so anyway, today it, we're going to be talking about something that has been requested of us for quite a while. Um, if you haven't uh, submitted a question on the, on the Silent Direction submission forms... God, I can't speak today. I'm a regular old uh, mute person. I thought I there was going to be more of a joke there. <laughs> there wasn't. I was just saying what it was. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, if you haven't given us a submission, please do because we get a lot of questions in there and we try and answer at least maybe two or three each one. But one that keeps coming up in both in person on our DMs is how we buy clothes. And I personally usually just use money. I I steal. <laughs> yeah, I steal. I'm a I'm a I'm a gentleman thief. Uh, <laughs> the gentleman's ghost. You're like Lupin, the third. Yeah, I am. I'm Lupin the third, or in America, Wolf, because they couldn't say Lupin. Yep. What's the subject today? Well, we just talked about it. Yeah, we're also live on Instagram as we're speaking. Uh, yeah, we normally go live. We didn't do it the last time because we had some issues with. Spencer's and once Instagram. again, we don't really have a set schedule for when we record. But uh, ch- check us out. <laughs> like <laughs> just like I said before, you just gotta follow us on every available medium, and that way you get notified uh, when we go live. When so. we go live together, we uh, yeah. This is where wolf dot com would have been uh, instrumental. Yep. Well, you know, don't just woof me. What does he say? Is that Ryan? What does Ryan say? I think he just goes woof. Yeah. And then a robot voice like you've got a a woof from Kelly Kapoor. Yeah. Washington University of Public Health. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yep, sold it there. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about that today. Not woofing, not yiffing, which is oh god, <laughs> that's our next. That's our next topic. No, um, but it yeah, won't how, how be. we, you know, how we buy clothes because, you know, I, th- you know, Spencer and I have a a big closet. I mean, maybe not physically, but in terms of what's in it, we have a lot of clothes. Yeah. And so people always ask us, you know, how, like, what's our process for it? Like, how do we find, do we think that are there gaps in our wardrobe that we fill whenever we're looking? Is it always spontaneous? Do we do research? And I think it'd be cool to just kind of go into all of that, you know? Yeah. So first, uh, I have a little outline this time. And first, let's see what our, let's talk about our buying process for new clothing. I want to say like not vintage, but like, you know, you're buying something ready to wear or commissioning something that you didn't have before that's not that's, it's not a vintage piece let's put it that mm-hmm. way what's your process there spencer well my process is pretty similar to i guess the process for buying vintage typically when i'm buying something new it's going to be like uh, a piece of dressier clothing i guess so it's like a you know i, I like dress shirt a sport coat a suit whatever um but for but for everything basically i just say like you know i would like you know like a brown check sport coat and then I look until I find it. Like, it's not... It, it's usually inspired by a photo or something I see a friend of mine wear. Mm-hmm. But it's not ever... It's usually not I have a specific brand in mind or whatever. It's just like, I, you know, this is what I want and I'll know the right one when I see it. It has to fit my price point. It has to have all the details we love, as we talked about in other episodes. What but would be your price it. point? And f- what would be your price point for, like, something new? Oh, for something new? I mean, again, it de- it's going to depend on the item for dress shirts. I don't know, like up to up to about like one fifty or two hundred, depending on how recently my paycheck was. <laughs> yeah, um, do, you, do you think that you've like uh, since you've since we both like kind of like got into like the menswear industry and been exposed to a lot more? Do you think that your threshold for certain items has like gotten bigger? Absolutely. Know for me, yeah, Absolutely. exactly. For me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It used to be, it's like I wouldn't spend more than like a hundred dollars on something, but now I'm like a hundred dollars. What a bargain! You know, you know, it's funny that you say um, brown sport coat or brown check sport coat because my most recent, per- yeah, it, yeah, it kind of informs this episode. But like most recently, I got a brown check sport coat, and I'm gonna go into it in the blog post um, fully, as you guys know that I always tend to do. But I've always wanted one for like a long time, even before I was into like contemporary menswear. I always wanted one when I was into vintage. Because, you know, it just happens to look inherently old school, but looks casual because it's checked, you know, it's brown, you know, it's not as typical as like a brown herringbone kind of thing, you know, that's more like Tweedy or professory. And so I knew I always wanted one. And at first I thought I could buy one that's like vintage because it's mm-hmm. usually cheaper. We'll get into vintage later on. But now, like like Spencer said, that we're into kind of, we're in the world now and we're kind of okay with spending more to get a quality item. Uh, I wasn't. I was like, okay, I'm probably going to have to spend a couple of hundred, you know, on this more than, more than before. And I ended up finally getting one from Spear and McKay, um, which is, which is great. Cause I've had like two of their sport coats. They fit really well. And it was exactly what I was looking for. And I think that when you're buying something new, um, it really helps to get all the details down. Like, like we ex- um, explained in the previous yeah. podcast, because when you're going new, you're kind of like at the mercy of the designer or the brand, and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of leeway. Like with vintage, you could, you know, if you keep hunting, you'll probably find the most perfect one. You know, you just, it just takes 
effort. But with with new, it's just like, okay, well, Drake's came out with a jacket this season, but it's not exactly the one I want. I'll have to wait till like next year if they happen to do a brown sport coat again. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but no one ever did that, and I uh, I, I think on my Japan one, I almost said I was gonna buy one when I went to uh, Ring Jacket, and the the brown in that particular like the one that they had wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Like it was a little bit more on the gray or light brown side than like the darker one. So I didn't buy it, even though it was like six fifty, and I spent about five hundred or four hundred to buy the one from Spear McKay now. And I'm pretty happy that I waited because there are a couple times, you know, you were on suit supply, you go on maybe J Crew or or like, I don't know, something like some other third i can't think of rule of threes right now <laughs> <laughs> but you know there are a couple times when brown sport cups would come up or even spear and mckay in like previous seasons because i've been following them for like maybe like uh, like a year or two and they've had mm-hmm. a couple iterations but nothing's been ever been like exactly it until this like this past fall winter season when they released one that was in collaboration with abraham no not abraham moon it was fox brothers and so, so was, like, what really makes this one different than the other ones they've done it's just, uh, well, this one was, like, more of, like, a traditional, like, brown plaid. You mm-hmm. know, like, the one I like. like. It wasn't, like, there wasn't any, uh, it wasn't Prince of Wales, so there wasn't, like, the over window pane on it. So it was a bit more, like, subdued, and the overall color was darker than, like, the, uh, than, like, the ring jacket one. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, when I'm buying something new, because I know I'm probably going to spend a lot more money on it, it has to be exactly what I'm exactly, looking for. Yeah. And I I'm think Spencer and I both do a lot of research when we're, when we're buying something new. Yeah, when I'm buying something new, I tend to be a little bit more picky. Um, and again, that also depends on how like much I'm going to be spending. Because it's yeah. like there, there's some stuff if I can get it for pretty cheap with from work or whatever. Like, the, like you know, for those who are just listening, you can't hear right now. But this shirt that I got, I got this. Hear pretty, your shirt. My shirt. I got this from work and it's something that someone returned. It's something that like in a, a shirt that we had over the summer. Um and I like the pattern. I like some of the pocket details. It has like a rounded flat pocket, but the collars are short. And I normally wouldn't buy this, but I, with our discount, I got it for like $9. And I was like, you know what? It's $9. I'll get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I think Spencer falls into the trap a little bit more because he works at J. Crew and he's able to use like discounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and J. Crew is a decent store. I mean,. They like I think I was there recently, at, not at Spencer's store, but like a, a different location, and I was like, wow, these like CPO work shirt kind of things with like the breast pockets, yeah, uh, that are plaid, wool, cotton, whatever. Is they're pretty good. I mean, everyone should know that I typically only wear spear points and OCBDs with long collars, but you know, if it was nine dollars, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know? so I think w- when buying, you know, when buying new, there certainly is that that aspect of if it's cheap enough, you probably will buy it because I know like at Uniqlo it's hard it's 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 easier for me to fall into that trap like you know maybe like a t-shirt like even though like the ones at Wallace and Barnes I mean Spencer we're talking about off camera mm-hmm. or off air in in space um, okay. uh we uh I think we're talking about like pocket tees and Uniqlo has some colors that I like a little bit like of a heavier kind of ribbed mm-hmm. kind of thing at least just you know, a couple months ago and I was like I kind of want these ones more cuz even though J Crew has the pocket one Uniqlo is cheaper. <laughs> it's yeah. like nine dollars compared to like maybe like twenty five or thirty. Mm-hmm. I I didn't buy any because like I actually didn't end up needing another T shirt. But it has that same philosophy of like you know is the price right? Do I want to do more research into what other brands are offering? And like 
is it does it have all the details that I need? And I'm currently at the stage where like after I bought like ring jacket and I have like Drake's ties, I'm kind of like, oh man, like what can't I buy now? <laughs> you know, the power kinda, is too great. Yo, yeah, no, seriously though, it, it kind of is because you know when you're when you're looking for something and you have that kind of inclination to you see an inspiration image, whether it's an actual lookbook from a brand and you're like, I need to buy that specific thing, or maybe like you know it's generic enough as like, okay, I want like a navy hopsack mm-hmm. sport coat, you know you kind of are like, well, I don't want to, like, deal with hunting other than, yeah. like, doing research. But, like, buying something new has, like, this kind of different appeal to it. Like, it's you get to wear it in yourself. You can return it if you have to. You know, there's, a, like, a lot of stuff that you can't get with, like, with vintage that has, like, a lot of pluses for buying new. Um, you know, you have, a, you have an opportunity to kind of support a brand that you enjoy. You know, if you really like, you know, say, like, Drake's or, or, like, Rowing Blazers or something, like, if you really like the aesthetic that they offer it's probably prudent you know to support that and then you, you buy it from them i know that my friend um my friend ryan who he's not really a big vintage guy um he saves up for stuff and then he buys it you know when, when the time is right or he commissions it and mm-hmm. that's one thing i think well spencer you don't have a lot of experience with commissioning things yet no no i, ha- I don't <laughs> I yeah don't that's that, that's see, that's the real that's the real uh next step you know in yeah. the menswear journey that i'm like that i'm kind of in now because it's like even though I, I i found like a couple of like vintage spear points you know they're not they're not exactly cheap because vintage spear points are still rare mm-hmm. but it's kind of like why would i even hunt for those now that i can get them bespoke at Ascar chain for maybe like a hundred bucks more that's made to like my liking you know mm-hmm. or like now that i've bought like i've commissioned a couple of cotton suits for my friend uh Dave at Atelier Fugue, it's kind of like, well, at that price point, why like why try and look at like suit supplier Spear McKay when you can like have you you can use Dave and you can make a suit yeah. from him, you know. And then it, it at the end of the day it becomes like, what are you exactly looking for? Because sometimes you know makers are limited by what cloths they offer or like the house cut, you know. And same thing with ready to wear. And you know I like both, and so far I think that my wardrobe is gonna be both Dave and. Atelier, uh, no, well, he is Atelier Fugue. He is the Fugue himself. Um, no, it's going to be both him and Spear and McKay because, uh, I mean, I like both of their stuff and it's just kind of like, okay, what can one offer me that the other one can't kind of thing. Exactly. Like, you know, we got, I've, I've said this before and I know that you've experienced this Banana Republic, but every time I'm selling a suit, I get uh, like at least once a week a guy will come in and, and brag to me that he only buys his suits at Hugo Boss and it's always <laughs> Hugo Boss specifically. Um, but what I think is funny is that, you know, I haven't been into the Hugo Boss store (laughs) in a long time, (laughs) but for that price point, like they're probably spending like 1500 bucks. I'm like, man, why not just fucking get it made? Like, why are you going to Hugo Boss? Seriously? Yeah. Ascar Chang is like 2,500 for like basic worsted stuff mm -hmm. for bespoke. And it's like. Why? <laughs> yeah, Why like if, if I see a, if I see a suit in a mall, like at a mall brand or department store that's about the same price as getting a bespoke, I'm like, okay, I understand the market for this, but it's like, why would you ever do that? Why would you buy that? <laughs> not just get it made. No, it, it's it's really ridiculous, and I think that's what separates like the people who enjoy like classic events from like people who want to, uh, you know, 
like you want you want to wear something for like the status symbol you know mm-hmm. i always still wonder like why people go to like tom ford instead of doing like edward sexton you know when yeah. the silhouette is they're inspired i mean i think tom ford in, is inspired by edward sexton it's very english very strong shoulders wide peak lapels you know that kind of like that kind of thing um that edward sexton is known for and yet obviously tom tom ford is uh successful in, in what he offers so mm-hmm. it's, it's like that kind of disconnect um now, before we move on to vintage, I want to kind of address something about buying new that I've noticed, like, when, like, say, when people DM me, is that I think when you buy new or when you're into menswear, there's, like, this weird understanding or assumption. Um, <laughs> you asked that you, you and me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Ruru <laughs> out of Morinus. Um, that they, that you're, like, you're always, you're always cognizant of, like, every brand's offering at all times. Because, like, I'll talk about how, like, oh, I'll talk about how I bought, like, you know, my, my sport coat, you know? And then they'll be like, oh, have you heard of this brand? I'm like, no. Or like, oh, do you have experience with this brand? I'm like, no. And like, oh, well, it's this new up-and-coming thing. Or, you know, they make similar ones for, like, a different price point or, or whatever. I, I think it, most recently it was, like, a DM about, like, um, this vintage Thomas Farthing-esque, but a little bit more modern kind of suit maker in the UK mm. that, kind of is like very edward sexton inspired you know kind of like kind of vintage kind of 60s kind of 40s and like this kind of amalgamation kind of thing it's it's a it's a cool place cool brand 100 percent wool stuff looks pretty nice but i'm like oh, i don't know i've never used them and he's like oh okay you know he wasn't You're like it wasn't like informed consumer yeah it, <laughs> the rational consumer as it were yeah um it's not like that it was like a bad dm and i wasn't like mad but it's kind of like this whole thing of like I don't know if I'm unique in this or maybe because we're vintage, you know, we, we come from a place of vintage that like when we buy from a brand or we like a certain thing, we tend to like, we tend to, we tend to like stick to that brand and we don't really look anywhere else for it. Mm. And maybe we're just bad consumers. You know, we're not always <laughs> looking loyalty. for like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, apparently we're supposed to be killing brand loyalty, but yeah. I think we're just whores now, <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, what, you know, if you like something, why would you look somewhere else? You know? And, like I said, maybe we're just idiots for not constantly looking for like the cheapest, you know, alternative to what we're looking for. But I think, you know, that could be like capitalism kind of sneaking into classic menswear where traditionally classic menswear has been very artisanally focused or at least kind of, well, brand loyalty focused. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have any ever, do you have any, is that, ugh, God, I can't fucking talk. I'm a fucking, um, mute. Mute. <laughs> yeah, mute. Okay. Um, have you had experience with that kind of thing? Does that happen to you? Um, n- not really in terms of suits. Uh, because well, I mean, again, just like in everything. Well, just everything. It's like, yeah, it's like I tend to, you know. Uh, I guess it's ca- for for casual wear. Um, I generally like my jeans from like LVC, I guess, or just yeah. Levi's in general. You ever get course, guys who are like? Oh, have you seen this new denim brand? Like, yeah, and it's like I don't know. Now, now that I'm not, I'm not even for the most part. I'm not like I, I guess maybe once my like newer jeans kind of wear out, I'll be in the market again. But yeah. now I'm I'm not in the market for for jeans. I'm not in the market for like really I think, clean stuff. But yeah. I think that's a big thing. You know, like you don't really buy something new or anything at all when you're when you're not missing that thing. Yeah. You know, like, if you don't, if you, if you've already, like, if you've already got a blue sport coat, you're not constantly looking for blue sport coats. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a, a weird little detail that you like. It's like, oh, I don't have a blue blazer with the brass buttons or something. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. I don't have a blue blazer with, um, with patch, patch pockets. pockets. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Oh, no. <laughs> Jinx, now you're dead. <laughs> oh, no. 
can't you talk think for that, the you think that bloom house is gonna make like uh, a movie about like because they made one about like truth or dare right yeah i feel like i mean i feel like jake's probably like in production or something have it i told, like you, have I told you about my weirdly specific fear with the game would you rather which is would you rather die or no live? it's like it's like i don't like playing that game because i'm worried that one day it's like either i'll be cursed by a witch or i'll go to hell or something like that and i'll be forced to do all the things that i said i'd rather do <laughs> like that's a weird or, fear or it's like an ai is listening and is going to program like a specific horror show for me your own personal hell yeah exactly. the robot devil yeah the robot devil. The robot devil, Bender. With his with his uh, hands. Yeah, the ones that can play the holophoner. Yep, guys, you got to watch Futurama if you haven't. Um, well, yeah. So anywhere. I think that's that's just something like I um, that I've noticed when you know with a lot of my followers, and mm-hmm. you know something though is that when, as we move on to vintage, you know, you tend to kind of look for a lot of stuff because like when we were talking about like M forty three pants, you found some from like some reproduction. And I feel like you found a lot of reproduction stuff, and. Like, what's your threshold for, like, doing research for, like, something like you're going to um, do a deep I mean, dive? There are, there Is it just because, couple- like, you really want something and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep looking until I no, find there, one? No, I, I mean, there afford. are a couple brands that I generally go for for, like, reproduction stuff. Obviously, like I said, for workwear, I tend to stick to, like, like LVC or RRL. But then for military stuff, there's, like, Bronson Shop, um, which uh, makes some... They kind. Of, I don't want to say they necessarily rip off like Buzz Rickson's and <laughs> and like real McCoys because they're just also making like you know military clothes. But it's like it's basically Buzz Rickson's real McCoys at like a significantly lower price point. Um, and the only reason I don't go there as much is because they have a more limited size run, and also they ship from China. So then. <laughs> I tend to get, like, reproduction, like, you know, st- the more common reproduction stuff I tend to get from, like, like at the front or uh, World War Two impressions, which I think a big reason for that is I think they're both based in California. So I, I get the, I get shipments from them very quickly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, there there are there are several World War Two or just like, you know, vi- like military reproduction brands. Um and generally, if I buy one thing from them and I like it, I tend to d- trust them. I'm like, okay, their other stuff is probably pretty good too. So I have a couple that I uh, that I stick with. Is it is the reason also like price or because you don't yeah? I mean, find it's it? like exactly like, like you know the 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 pants that I got, the camo pants and the HPT pants that I recently like literally rediscovered in my closet. Like they had, <laughs> they had fallen down and I forgot that I had them. But oh both God. of those I got such a uh, menswear problem. <laughs> both of those I got for like probably less than seventy bucks and, and stuff like that. And for the high rise, like wide leg, it's like damn, can't can't go wrong with that price. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, I I, I definitely don't buy even. I don't really buy reproduction mm-hmm. as much anyway. Um, but in terms of new stuff, like it's, it's calmed down a lot over the past few years. Um, I mean, I didn't really buy new to begin with other than like custom shirts and stuff. But lately, like ties from Drake's mm-hmm. sport coats from Spear and McKay, maybe some new commissions there. Um, like it's, that's kind of it. And maybe like a couple of pieces of, of like outerwear or like basics from like Uniqlo and, and uh j crew thanks to you and mj my hookups at these at these places (laughs) yep um but yeah they're usually always like kind of basic stuff like 
t-shirts socks mm-hmm. you know maybe well, like a sweater i also want to say it's like most of the time if i'm getting something reproduction it's because it's like it would be like way out of my price range to get it like you know vintage, an original yeah. vintage yeah. um so i tend to only get like the rarer stuff uh but the, because it's like i saw i was reading an mfa thread yesterday yeah and it was like what do you think is going to be the desti- defining style like trend of the 2010s and someone was like workwear that is like that has zero wear and tear and i'm like yep, okay oh, i saw that one yeah yeah it's like I, I i know that aesthetic and i don't like it so yeah usually denim and boots all the time yeah exactly but it's like pristine and it's like all like dark indigo and shit like that and now i, yeah. I, I like the wear and tear i like it to look i like it to look like it's actually like you know been used <laughs> it's um, tossed around a little bit exactly yeah so now i want even, clothes that have been fucked in exactly i want to i want to fuck my jeans <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no now i try to i try to get stuff i try to get stuff vintage first before i look for a reproduction yeah so let's move into that now so w- do you have certain things that you like how do you come up with that list of like oh this is like my next cops oh it's i mean it's hard to kind of like it's, it's really hard to kind of like you know narrow down that kind of thing because i feel like within menswear it just happens like random inspiration right like you'll see yeah. a picture and you're like fuck i want that thing no i mean that's exactly how it is like i'll see a picture yeah. once again of like either my friends wearing something or like a clip from a movie or like you know just an old picture and i'll be like damn i want that jacket or i want those pants um and i don't have like a physical list written down anywhere but i have like kind of like a rotating list in my mind you don't tattoo it on your body no <laughs> so i don't memento style um yeah but no it's like i don't i don't um every time i go to a flea market or go to a vintage store or whatever i'm just kind of like okay if they have this and it's in my price range and it fits me i am going to go home with it that's true i mean i feel like i'm i'm the similar kind of way i mean i used to be the guy who always would have like alert set of like 1930s suits 1940 suits on ebay mm-hmm. um just because you know even though like say, say like i'm friends with benny benny reese is like one of the top uh, vintage sellers of suits in maybe america or something yeah. but like you know he doesn't get very many stuff in my size so like every time i'd go there i would see the same stuff right mm-hmm. and if i didn't buy if it didn't grab me before i wouldn't buy it so of course ebay would be the way to kind of like to grow your wardrobe and uh, as we've talked about before vintage is a little bit hard to kind of get like a full men's wardrobe because most of the time it's very heavy you don't see you don't see a lot of like uh summer wear or summer appropriate attire Mm -hmm. because those were lighter and fell apart over the years compared to say tweed or flannel or something which again which is what led me to buy stuff for new like my hop sack almost all my summer wear is like new stuff you know and and when I take all my stuff for vintage uh, for for fall, it's almost entirely vintage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think before I would kind of look up like as I decided you know to hone my wardrobe, I would like have specific search terms I was looking for. Like I want a tweed jacket, you know, a gray tweed jacket or something like that. And so I would have stuff looking out for that on eBay. Um, and then like Spencer says, if we walk into a vintage store and they happen to have it, and gray tweed isn't exactly uncommon like most of the, more often than not we'd find one and if it was my size i'd probably buy it um but now that's changed a little bit because i have a giant wardrobe and i've definitely kind of been able to approximate at the very least approximate looks that i like mm-hmm. using what i already have i, re- I explained this in a big in a big uh, article on casual ethan 
Um, but nowadays it kind of is like luck of the draw. Like if I'm, let's, let's take our most recent um, adventure into the Rose Bowl flea market. As an example. Yeah, I think that's, that, right. that's a good, and we're go- it's a and good we're going again this Sunday. So once yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone to the, uh, the, so the Rose Bowl flea market is a really big, it's the biggest, I think in America, uh, outdoor flea market. Um, it has a lot of great vendors. A lot of them end up showing up at places like Inspiration LA, um, and they sell some crazy, crazy vintage. More, more often than not, it's mainly workwear, mill syrup, mm-hmm. not really tailoring related. Um, but it's still a good place to go to, you know, because it's like seasoned sellers combined with like regular people. So you have the chance of like finding something that people like kind of looked over. Yeah. Um, and I've gone by myself a couple of times, and you know, it probably is a testament to like shopping with friends. I know a lot of people don't like to do that because they get distracted, but when you shop with friends, I feel like your friends have like good ideas and they can out like they can give you affirmation on stuff because or or like you I, know you were looking for a denim jacket, and so whenever an MJ MJ and I would see one, we'd uh, we'd be able to MJ point it out and to you. I? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's also good. But like, also like, it gives you like three or two for in my case two extra pairs of hands to like look through stuff you know like yeah. because i when i go by myself i get burned out pretty quickly like i've been there a couple times before maybe it just it was dead over the summer so you don't like you see a lot of the same stuff um just because it's the same sellers you know mm-hmm. but then when you have three people it's like you know especially because mj and spencer hadn't gone before or at least in a long time they have more energy than me. So like they were like going out looking at stuff and be like, Hey, this will fit you. And like they pull out something out of random from like a rack. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then I try it on and, and get it. So like in the past, like, okay, compared to the summer, I think I bought like maybe like a book or like a vintage magazine, maybe like a vintage shirt. But the most recent one I walked out with like, uh, what did I buy? I, I think I bought like a Western shirt. I bought like a, 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 a um, we call it like a work shirt, like a khaki army twill work mm-hmm. shirt and a, a, a Lee denim jacket and a, um, what do you call it? A, uh, I was uh, the red boy scout jacket. And I yeah. think that's super cool. Cause like, I wouldn't like, I don't think I would have gone to the place that had the red boy scout jacket. Cause that was if, like in the far end, right? It was like, it was like in the middle area, but like, it was like a regular person. Like it wasn't a curated selection. Mm-hmm. And so like, so sometimes I'm just too lazy to go and look through because usually it's just a bunch of 90s stuff. And that'll happen when you're looking for vintage, you know. Well, even if you're going on eBay, when you look at, like, if you just look up vintage suit, you're going to find a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, because it, it's it, like, you know, obviously there's a market for, like, old 90s tees. And so there's a there's a lot of that at, uh, at Rose Bowl. Yeah. And I think the funny thing is that I think me and Spencer, and by extension most of our friends, apply how, like, apply stuff to shopping for vintage that normal people would apply to like going to the mall. Like I, I feel like a lot of people like today or even like maybe my followers like go to the mall and see like, what's up? What's new at J crew? Like, Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I'm going to buy it. You know, it's a very, like, it's like my mom, right? She'll go to the mall, whatever. She'll buy something when she like forever, how long she was there. But me and Spencer don't do that. But when we go to the Rose Bowl or a vintage, mm-hmm. like vintage thing, we end up just walking around and we end up walking out with a bunch of shit or at yeah. least one or two things, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's yeah. like both, I think every time I've gone to the Rose Bowl, I, I have not gotten... All the, two times. All two times, I have not gone home with the items that I had in mind. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's actually different for me because I actually yeah. had stuff in my mind. Um, but, yeah, like, so I... 
I know recently that um, I've been looking for like vintage sweaters. Like I'm mm. not talking about like a, I'm not talking about like V-necks. I'm talking about like like a sweatshirt. I've been looking for that um, work shirts. Like they're not not um, what do you call it? not sport shirts with like the loop collar, but like a regular spear point or point collar shirt with like two breast pockets yeah that and like a denim jacket and i pretty much walked out with all of those things um at the rose bowl because i you know like i said i've gotten a lot more specific and specificity really helps whether it's buying something new or buying something vintage because that way you don't end up with something that you don't like at least with new you can return it with vintage you're either going to resell it or you're just fucking stuck with it you know Mm -hmm. which is why i have definitely stopped buying vintage from eBay. Well, I know my measurements pretty well, but like I like the idea of, you know, finding it yourself. There's like that yeah. aspect of like, oh shit, I'm the one who found this piece out of just, the pile, you know. And it's just way easier to actually be able to try it on. Cuz like yeah. sometimes I've gotten stuff on eBay and the measurements were just like way off. And so even if you know your measurements, that's not a guarantee that what you're getting is going to fit. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, Again, being specific helps because with us, like I said, with us in vintage, you end up walking out with a bunch of stuff you didn't expect before. You know, our friend Doug does the same thing. You know, he he resells some stuff, but like, you know, occasionally he'll end up overspending or or whatever. Or or our friend the Gooch Brothers are the same way as well. But it's like if you have something in your mind that you really want, it'll help you kind of hone things down. Mm Because like like when I was looking for a denim jacket, you know, at first I think I bought – this is like a couple years ago, but I bought one on eBay – but like it was like a Wrangler, and it had, um, it had cl- like a clasp button, kind of like a like a snap button instead of like the push through buttons that I liked. But I I bought it because it was cheap and it kind of looked like the way I wanted. It still was kind of short. It had side pockets because I like pocket fisting. But then I realized I didn't really like that, you know. Yeah. And so ever since then, I did not buy a denim jacket until I found the one I liked, and I think. Um, I found it in the Lee 101J because I didn't want, like, the typical trucker uh, Levi's Type 3 jacket. I started to not like the Type 1 or Type 2 um, just because it was a little too workwear. And then I, I think I watched, like, a couple of 70s movies, and I'm like, okay, I kind of want, like, a, a 101J now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I bought it. I found one. I bought it. and But it took a long time because we went around to, like, a couple of different sellers who had 101Js or or whatever. Just old the old uh, jackets. This old Lee jackets. And I tried on a couple of them because, like, some of them don't have sizes on them. So, like, you have to like, just, you literally have to just try them on and see. And, you know, sometimes one would be too big or one would be too short or maybe the sleeves are a little too long. And that and sleeves being long is a kind of a common thing in, like, vintage denim jackets for some random reason. Um, but in the end, I got it and I'm pretty happy with it. And now I'll never buy a denim jacket again until this one dies on me which it probably <laughs> won't because that's the appeal of a fucking denim jacket yeah it's you know? it, it's it's held up very well yeah and especially same thing with like my my um uh, my vintage leather jackets like that was like the big thing before too like every inspiration i would go and seek out like the cheapest or the most affordable vintage 40s and 50s leather jackets because i knew that buying something from the 70s the leather isn't quite right um it's hard to explain that we'll probably talk about leather jackets it in the feels future. kind of plasticky yeah exactly yeah. even though they, they even though they probably say that they're like full cowhide or something they, it's like a treatment thing that's kind of mm-hmm. weird and of course i like them to end like at my natural waist which is a big deal so like um it took a long time but last uh, last inspiration even though i had a car crash i ended up buying uh, my perfect black leather jacket that Have is exactly perfect broken you know? it out this season yet 
I have, yeah, I have. It's really great. I can't wear yeah. a sweater under it because it's. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like it's meant for like heavy writing, so it's like it it insulates very well. Uh-huh. So I can't. It's really tough to layer anything underneath it. Is it just because it's like it's like when you put on a sweater, like you can't move your arms, or is it? Yeah, it that's exactly really what it is. It's like yeah. Ralphie and in, in like in like uh, a Christmas story. Yeah, where she wraps him up, and she's like, and he's like, Moo, and she, she takes off his scarf, and he goes, "I can't move my arm." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. I think because I I was wearing like my Fair Isle sweater because uh, it was like cold, and then I tried putting my leather jacket over it, and none of them could fit. I mean, just because mm-hmm. I think back then they were meant to like be a slim profile on you like they're they're pretty fitted also back in the day as well oh, yeah compared to like again like a 70s or like the more common 80s 90s ones that you see in like a thrift store mm-hmm. um but you know a lot of people be like oh buy a shot perfecto buy whatever is you know there's lots of those on ebay but i'm like they're not exactly what i'm looking for yeah because weren't where you were saying um uh there's what's the like really high-end leather brand that it's like does stuff with bricelands Oh, Himmel Brothers. Himmel Brothers. They make beautiful designs. We've met. We've met him at Inspiration. Dave. Right? Yeah, like two. Yeah, we've talked ago, to Dave. He's like a super nice guy. I love their jackets, but I I have never tried one on. But you pointed out to me that they're like pretty long. Yeah, they're kind. They're kind of long. I mean, I think I, I, in some pictures they've you can like shorten them, but I think mm-hmm. like in ready to wear, and that's usually one reason why I don't like doing ready to wear is because sometimes ready to wear doesn't have the details that I'm yep. looking for. And you know? so it's it can be hard to get stuff like that new. Oh yeah, no, definitely. So, anyway, to go to kind of bring that part to a close, I think that when you're when you're vintage shopping, like try on everything, look yeah. through all the racks and everything, because you know that's where you really get like in that shopping mode where like you'll see something and you'll be like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting this, but I really want, I really want to buy this because I need it, you know, mm-hmm. or I want it, you know, like like oh this is this is also very recent. So like I was in Huntington Park with uh, my friends Michael and Ann, um, third wheeling, and <laughs> we went to like this vintage our secondhand store and they had a sweater section and usually with sweaters i'm usually like you know it's kind of hard to find a vintage sweater uh, a vintage as in like 50s 60s or whatever sweatshirt you mean yeah sweatshirt yeah yeah and um i went there and i was like okay i'm gonna remember what doug taught me and doug doug's a great guy to like ask about like milsurp or like mm-hmm. casual vintage wear but he's like yeah if you find like that top stitch over the uh over like the like the pocket area you know if they got raglan sleeves got wide ribbing it's probably vintage you know and i found one and it was like 30 bucks and it wasn't bad it's the same price as like going to the gap or something right Mm -hmm. and i was like well this is perfect it's a great it's a hoodie it's purple it's got everything i'm looking for in a vintage sweater purple is kind of a weird color like i kind of wanted like a red or yellow because red or yellow or gray is kind of more vintage because they remind you your favorite condiments yeah exactly and now I'm just getting like Barney's cum. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's the quote. There's my quote for like Jesus that I'm going to pull. <laughs> um, yeah. But I got, I got that one. Cause I was like, you know, it's 30 bucks and I would love to have like a knockabout sweater or sweatshirt, you know, and it's perfect. I mean, I've, I've worn it a couple of times. This is only like maybe like two weeks ago. Um, but it's, it's great, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a perfect example of like you go into a place, a vintage store, you know, and you remember, you're not obligated to buy anything, you know, even at the Rose Bowl, even though you have to pay money to go to the Rose Bowl, if there's nothing else calling to you, it, just don't buy anything. You're, mm-hmm. you're better off, you know, than uh, it saves you. Money. It's like rather than, you know, spending like like one hundred and nine dollars, you're just spending nine dollars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll, you know, recently talking about talking about length, um, we were at Rose Bowl. Oh, the, the big one that we went to and mm-hmm. they had a uh, a black single-breasted uh, you know like an a2-ish kind of looking 
like leather jacket. Oh, that's in the 40s. right. Yeah, and it purple fit me linings. well. Purple, yeah, purple ribbing, purple ribbing, mm. and um, it was perfect. Like it fit the body. It fit. It fit my body, but the length was too long. Mm-hmm. And it and was he, only it like, was like very was cheap like, too. It was like eighty five dollars, you know, which, which is, is crazy cost- for a leather jacket. Yeah, um, and the good condition too. There was, like, there was like there was no holes on the leather at all or the ribbing. But I knew I was never gonna wear it mm-hmm. because it's too long. And although you might regret, like, oh, the deal was so good, like you're you're just better off not spending that yeah. hundred bucks, you know. Might as well go get like get a burger a couple times or something. <laughs> Three um, burgers, eighty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. So again, shopping is a lot more prevalent when you're doing vintage because then again, like you're fine. Like you, you literally never know what you're gonna find, you yeah. know. And it could call to you. It could be your perfect size, you know. And um, which is why we like to go to you know we like to go to Rose Bowl. We like to go to vintage shops wherever we go because you, you know your next sweater could be there. And it could be something super cool with like raglan sleeves, or it could be like a spear point. Like I got, oh yeah, the spear point I'm wearing right now is a work shirt that I got from the Please and Thank You sale. And I know mm. Please and Thank You is a kind of like a curated vintage shop that is, you know, curated vintage shops are definitely more pricey than finding like something at a, at a, a thrift store, you know, obviously because they know what they got. But she was doing a moving sale. The the owner was doing a moving sale, and they had this shirt, and it. You know, it's huge. It fits my neck, though. Uh, but it's like a really billowy work shirt, as they were back in the day. And she was like, yeah, that's like 20 bucks. And I'm like, oh, fuck Damn. yeah, I'm going to buy it, you know. And so, yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. And I'm glad I went, even though I knew, like, buying a pair of, like, Gurkha pants there would be, like, $200. Because yeah. that's how much, you know, like Spencer said, some some pieces are just that expensive. Which lead us to go to reproductions, you know like uh world war ii or even you know turning to bespoke to get that perfect thing because like i could not for the life of me find a brown check jacket like in um in like a vintage brooks brothers or like a three roll two sack jacket i could not find one mm-hmm. um and as or especially one that's able to be worn year round and um yeah, or at least you know two seasons out of the year here in la you know heavy tweed does not really work here and i'm glad i got this one because it's like not only is the design perfect for me, but like the flannel is pretty light and it's, you know, it's really soft and it's, even though it's new, it's, I'll wear it. That's, that's the more important part. Like, you know, if you know you're going to wear it, you should buy it. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you, and like if you have the money for it. Yeah. Like, like we're talking, talk, going back to, uh, just lists that we have in our heads. Yeah. For like, oh, probably over a year, I've wanted a, something approaching like a trucker jacket like i have a couple denim jackets i had a uh i have the like like world war ii reproduction shawl collar jacket i have oh, yeah my lee, i have my lee jacket but that's more like a chore coat and i was like i still really want like just a, a regular trucker like short denim jacket and that was once again something that i just had in my mind i never found one that i really liked in vintage stores but since I do also do the eBay roundup for put this on, I spend several hours a week on <laughs> eBay now. And I was doing my routine, routine search of just LVC, and I saw someone selling something for $99 plus shipping. And I was like, oh, shit. And just, like, immediately got it. Like, normally... Yeah. With eBay, I like to like put it on my watch list and think about it for a day or something like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just see stuff like that where it's like these this jacket would be like four hundred dollars new, and right. you just kind of spring on it. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I don't think. Luckily, I don't have that that issue there. I think um, the 
the most relatable one is the thing I was at um, Dapper Day, mm-hmm. and some guy was selling leather jackets there for some random reason. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I found a, du- a brown double rider. You know, this is like you know a couple years after Captain America came out, and so like he wears a double ride, a brown double ride in that film. <laughs> And yeah. I had never, I don't, I think I had a leather jacket, but I think I gave it to Blake at that time already. It was like a G1 um, that was also too small for me anyway. Um, so I was like, oh, I c- you know, I kind of want another leather jacket, but everything is also like $500. But this guy was selling it for like 250 And mm-hmm. it was like, it wasn't even like a 70s reproduction. It might have been like mid 50s, you know, compared to like a 30s or 40s, but it looked like a 30s one or like yeah. a 40s one. And for two fifty, I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm buying this fucking thing. It's it's fucking amazing, and I did. And it's it's like that's what set me on the whole like leather jacket train. And it's perfect. It's actually the lightest one out of all my other leather jackets. It has like a plaid lining on the inside or something like that. It's really cool. Um, but like, yeah, you know, you never know what you're gonna find, and it's it's always worth ta- you know looking, but also keeping in mind what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And as you acquire your wardrobe and you build it up, that list gets smaller, and it lit it gives you. <laughs> I would say it leaves you, but I guess that would have worked too. But it gives it you kind of leeway you. to kind of experiment with stuff, you know, like. Um, it's a lot different, obviously, if you're like, oh, I don't have a navy blazer, I need to find one, you know, then you have, it's it's a harder battle, right? You can look at vintage, you can look at new, you can look at commissioning, there's a lot of stuff in that. At that point, it's kind of like, okay, what's your price point? What are you looking for? What can you get away with? What will serve you quicker? What will be appropriate for your workplace? But then when you're like me and Spencer, we're like, okay, I have I have a navy hopsack blazer, I have a navy uh, flannel jacket mm-hmm. that's part of a suit, I've got a navy cotton one. I think I can afford to get like a seersucker odd jacket because it's fucking cheap. And it was like yeah. 20 bucks or something, which I no, think I happened mean that, to Spencer. Again, That's happened the, to Spencer. The Lulu, uh, like our friend, our friend, uh, Lulu, 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 who <laughs> managed, uh, 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 Roxy deluxe, which is a costume rental warehouse in, in Hollywood. Um, Sadly over the funk s- now, over the summer. Yeah. I think it was owned by her dad. Her dad retired. She didn't want to run it by herself, so they just, like, sold everything. And so she had a couple sales. I wasn't able to go until, like, the last week that it was there. But yeah. by that point, it was, like, everything is $5. I didn't go in there necessarily expecting to find anything. Because right. I was, like, it's, you know, she's been doing these sales for, like, a couple weeks now. I feel figure all the good stuff is going to be gone. But she had... Um, a 1969 dated three roll two soft shoulder seersucker jacket with patch pockets. It was like perfect. I loved it. And I got that bad boy for $5. Yeah, no, I mean, same thing happened for me. I got like a seersucker, like light green odd jacket, which kind of acted as my like anti dispensers one. But I also, I think during the first part of the sale, I think she was selling jackets for like 40 bucks. And I ended up mm-hmm. getting a 1940s unstructured seersucker jacket so oh, like yeah. we're kind of we're kind of matching there but mm. yeah you never you, i never knew what i was gonna find and every time we went to roxy's or to lulu's it was kind of like that where because it's a film customer some stuff was returned some stuff was taken out there that way the catalog of items was always changing so yeah. every time we went would be something different and generally and when going to stuff like that i'm never too like specific about what i want like there was a time like a, a oh, long yeah. time ago like when i went to benny's i'm like what i want is a brown peak lapel three-piece 1930s suit and it's like 
Now, now I can't. I know you can't do that. You can't go in there like with something that specific. Well, that's because, why it translates to bespoke, right? Yeah, because you're not going to be able to find some like that. Like generally, you're just going to end up being disappointed. You just have to go in with the mindset. It's like it would be nice if I found this, <laughs> but it's like here are the other things that I want. Yeah, I I would say, but like you know, as as like a personal reflection, it's better to have that mindset on on like casual wear and uh, and approach your suiting as a mm-hmm. lot more specific because um suiting is definitely an investment and you'd i mean i'm not usually the kind of guy who's like oh you gotta be timeless and classic but i will say that your suit should you know last you a long time and should be pretty pretty good at like mixing to wherever you want you know? yeah like uh, i mean it's not that big of a deal if you like buy something from like the armory or commission something by Liverano. Like if you like vintage, you could style it vintage, and if you like modern, you could just wear you know a spread collar and like a regular tie, you know. So it's not that big of a deal. But like say if you're like us, um, buying vintage suits can kind of lead to some buyer's remorse, and in, in mm-hmm. some cases, um, or in my case, you just alter it till it fits your needs. You know, like ch- taking the shoulder pads out of shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know. There, there is a there is a good there's a lot of um positives for buying new and um i think that you know a lot of vintage people don't like buying new and a lot of new people don't like being vintage and i think having a healthy dose of both is a good way to have like a good well-rounded um wardrobe because i know a lot of, like a lot of modern like modern dressers don't really have a big casual style that's interesting mm-hmm. you know and then a lot of like guys who are casual don't dress up i mean and you can also say that maybe your your lifestyle doesn't go that way but i i genuinely like both yeah and so that's why i think it's always important to kind of you know be be you know be intentional be specific but also have have a plan to kill everyone you meet yeah um last thing we should talk about is how you get rid of your old clothes you know opposite opposite (laughs) of buying the opposite of buying pooping (laughs) how do you poop your old clothes yep how, um, how many times do you think we've said the word poop or pooping on this show? 69 times. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, lately, I mean, so obviously I don't um, I don't have a lot of new things in my wardrobe. Um, just as a disclaimer, if you guys didn't already know. But uh, so I'm kind of spoiled by vintage in the fact that like I know I wouldn't pay a lot of money for something, mm-hmm. so I can't I can't morally sell something for a lot of money, yeah. despite you know, despite knowing what it is. And even then, uh, I've gotten like I've gotten lucky, you know. So it's kind of like this whole thing of when I'm trying to get rid of um, of clothes, I end up kind of selling it for like really cheap or letting them go because it's like I got my wear out of it. I don't I don't feel good about upselling something to my friend, you know. And uh, I'm just so lazy to list something on eBay. <laughs> I'm yeah. so lazy. And so, like, I mean, even then, I have, like, no buyer's feedback on eBay. So I feel like people wouldn't buy from me anyway. So it's kind of like... It's such a pain in the ass to sell stuff on eBay. Yeah, it is. Which is why, again, which is why we, we tell you to be intentional. Because otherwise, you don't have to resell stuff. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't I don't do a lot of reselling or, like... Um, or... or d- like returning stuff because again you know like i tend to be pretty picky about what i buy there are are times where i get something again for pretty cheap with my employee discounted j crew and sometimes i'll return it but even then most of the time it's like if i if i can get it cheap enough i'm like ah it's okay like i'll find some time to wear it eventually 
Um, yeah. And I, 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 a lot of my vintage stuff that I've tried to get rid of, I just like trade into vintage stores. Like I just get yeah, store c- yeah, because even then, vintage stores because they're like us, they're used to buying stuff for cheap. Mm-hmm. They don't give back a lot of money for things. You yeah, know, it's like GameStop. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know, like, so it's been. That's why it's, it's a lot tougher, like, to buy period suits because you know, selling them back is pretty tough. And mm-hmm. also, a lot of vintage stores don't want '60s suits. So you yeah. know, if you go to the whole Ivy style. Uh, kick like I did you can't really get rid of it luckily I love wearing my Ivy stuff like I don't think that's going to change you know it's not as bold as like you know my broad shouldered peak lapel 1930s three piece suit um, that I I was lucky enough to sell back to the guy I bought it from for around the same price you know mm-hmm. just kind of like an even trade kind of thing um, but yeah I, I always hate reselling stuff or even going and dropping stuff off yeah. you know and I always think of it as I got what I liked out of it I'm just going to give it to someone you know i'd rather give it to a friend who i know is going to wear it mm-hmm. um and there there are a couple of sar- exceptions where like the belt backs i've sold like i think i i sold back not sold back i sold my gray um belt back db like from the early 30s and i gave that to um, a vintage seller and he gave me like 250 for it which i bought it for 20 bucks but i know it's worth like 350 because of yeah. how rare it is but like I can't argue with that. And I know no one else is going to buy it. Also, it's a small size, you know, mm-hmm. not, you know, if I, if I lived in Japan, maybe, but I took the money. Cause I was like, it's $200 more than I had before. Exactly. You know? And it's like, obviously it's like, you don't want to think about like, you're losing the, your investment. Like, yeah, you're already I, losing your investment. It's like, if I, if let's, let's say that I buy something, let's say that I bought something in fucking like high school for like, a hundred bucks and I bring it to Joyride and they say, we'll give you 75 for it. I don't think of it as losing 25 bucks because it's like, I bought this years ago. Like I made the money back. Like it doesn't at this point. It, like, yeah. You got, really. you got what you liked out of it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so like, that's something I'm kind of considering. Cause I think I'm about to let go of some of my thirties and forties suits that I don't really wear anymore that mm-hmm. I don't want to get the shoulder pads removed up because they are worth more as a suit unaltered than, you exactly. know, than this workout. So, you know, keep your eyes open for that on my Instagram stories <laughs> if that ever happens. Yeah. Um, but, um, but in terms of like modern stuff, like stuff that I've thrifted, I end up just like giving to MJ or J. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've really, um, love that lately. I think, um, you know, a lot of like my, um, like old J Crew, like I think I, I thrifted like a J Crew um, throat latch work shirt that has the tiniest collar possible. Yeah. Um, but I gave that to MJ because I didn't wear it, and I thankfully have replaced it with a one from Japan, which is great, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's stuff like that. And then like I bought a couple of suits from Suit Supply that I've since replaced with three roll two jackets because I like that more. You know, the jackets are longer in length, so I didn't like um, wearing you know, kind of fashiony, slim fit suits, you know, and I, you know, and luckily Jay is a slightly smaller frame than me. And so is MJ. So they're able to kind of like take these suits. And even though I paid like maybe like two, 300 bucks for them, if they give me a hundred bucks. That's fine by me, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, like it kind of just pays for like the trouble. And like, just cause I, I, you know, I'm not gonna give them for free. I would love some money, but it's not. <laughs> I would that love much, some money, you know. And I think that's even cheaper than like buying a suit at J Crew, you know. Yeah. And it's it's also thankfully because they're around my size, it's like altered to fit them anyway. Like the the pants are like they you know they 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 break perfectly. They have cuffs, you know. They have suspender buttons in them already because I did that for all my old suits or the suits I had before. So it's like you know, 
they kind of get like they're they're getting something cool for a, mm-hmm. a decent price and i'm getting rid of something and i'm making a little bit of money even though i'm losing money i'm making it because like that's 100 bucks again like that i didn't have before yeah. you know um but yeah i how think often, uh, how often do you return new stuff like when's the last time you returned something that you bought like new because i mean a lot of the stuff that we buy now you can't really like return yeah i think this is why it it helps to be a lot more intentional because like um one recent one was I uh, I think last year or like last sale that Sweet McKay had, um, they had something like you buy two jackets for like four hundred bucks or something, which is pretty good because like their jackets are like three hundred bucks. You're saving a couple hundred, and um, I really wanted a navy hop sack, but they didn't have one. But they also they had like a blue, like flannelly kind of thing, and I got it in and I thought I would like it because like okay maybe I could just replace my navy flannel jacket with this one. Um, cause my flannel jacket before was a part of a suit. And I wanted one just for, you know, knockabout stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the right color. It looked a little bit more too electric blue compared to the picture. The fabric I wasn't a big fan of, and I had to return, like it, it was a hassle. Like I had to like, you know, I had to like find my own box for it because like yeah. the box that came in, like I think it rained. So like the box that they gave me was like in bad condition. <laughs> I had to like pay for it to go back to, to Canada, which was like 20 bucks or something, you know, mm-hmm. cause they don't do free returns. Um, and they are a Canadian-based company, um, but it, yeah, it was like it was a big thing. So like you know, dealing with all that, it's like I don't want to fucking. I have it I have sucks, to do with man. my time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, even with vintage though, like most vintage places don't have a return policy like at all. Like you know, you you buy it final sale, but on eBay sometimes you're lucky enough to get a seller that has a return policy in like three or thirty days. You know, whatever. And um, I bought R.M. Williams Chelsea's, and that's another fun story I can get into uh, before we close here. Um, but anyway, like the, um, I bought them used, and he, I, I made sure to email him. Like even though he said he had thirty returns, I was like, hey, just making sure. Like um, the measurements you have are kind of weird. I don't know how they translate to me because I'm wearing U.S. sizes, they're Australian sizes, and also measuring the the sole of the foot doesn't always work out either for shoes you know mm-hmm. like there could be something weird it's like don't worry about it return them if you uh, or s- start the return process if you feel like it you know like before the 30 days are over and it gave made me more confident to buy it and at one point i considered returning them but i ended up wearing them again the next day and they were perfectly fine and now yeah. they've loosened up enough and they're perfect you know um and so it's Oh. It, it was a really good story. Yeah, I know our our Facebook, our Facebook, our Instagram. Oh shit! Do we lose a couple? We lost a couple of questions. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got them in my head. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like that that story was really interesting because like I really wanted a good pair of black Chelsea boots because I've always wanted some. I have a black denim a leather jacket now, so like it's a natural pairing for that. Um, and. I, w- I even went to the R.M. Williams store in person to try on stuff. And I, you know, it's like $500 and eBay, you know, I even talked to, yeah, when I talked to the people in person, it's like, you know, the old sizes are a lot narrower, narrower, yeah. um, you know, it's really tricky to find one that fits. And of course, you know, like they even, you know, eBay is really hard if they don't offer returns, could be coming from anywhere. And like we just said, returning, even if it's on eBay and it's prepaid, you still have to go to the post office. You still have to like, you know. And who has time to go to the post office? Stamps.com. You know, yeah. So, but in the end, I kind of lucked out. And that's one big thing with, like, buying, you know, in menswear. Like, sometimes you take a chance on something and you you like it. Mm -hmm. And um, it just depends on your willingness for something. 
Um, even with Spirit McKay, when I first got it, you know, like the button stance is a little bit different, you know, than I, than what I'd like because I originally I was just looking for Ivy sack jackets, you know, and of course new is different. Um, but it, it worked out, and I like Spirit McKay now, you know, and it's a good place to go to go try out, you know, your navy hop sack or get my brown plaid jacket. Oh my my corduroy suit is from them as well, so it's yeah. uh, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, you know, if we want to close with anything, I think just, you know, again, being intentional, being cognizant, you know, doing a little bit of research doesn't help, um, doesn't hurt. Um, I think one thing too is, um, that we didn't get to cover before is like, if you like something that's brand name, like LVC or Drake's check out Grailed or eBay and find, see if you can find those. Exactly. I've only there. bought, I, I mean, I don't think I've, I've never bought I, on Grailed. No, I've never bought, I've not never bought anything for myself new uh at lvc everything i have from them same thing with double rl is um is like secondhand oh yeah no i mean that's one way that like you know you can save money on buying like those things yeah um and uh like ukes i think is also good i've never there's a lot of secondhand stuff that i've i've looked at and i know that they have like drakes or ring jacket um but in the end, I ended up buying something new because I was able to try it on. It just becomes, yeah. it, it depends on like, you know, how comfortable you are with, again, online measurements. Because sometimes buying, yeah, buying secondhand, even if it's brand name, can depend on maybe like their measurements change from season to season or, you know, certain fits, certain manufacturers are different than they are now. So you can't really find that until you buy it and try it on or ask someone. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing too. You can always ask people. I think that's one big thing that I've learned by buying vintage. You know, like you can ask Benny or or whatever. Like, hey, how does this fit? Or how is this supposed to fit? How long should a '30s jacket be if it was period authentic? Stuff like that. Yeah, because normally help you kind of hone in. I mean, it's like it, I do this at work, and it's like I, I think a lot of people who sell secondhand or vintage tend to do this too. But if something doesn't fit right, it's like they'll tell you. Like Benny has has told me before, it's like if I've tried something on, it's like ah, I don't think I don't think that works, and then, you know, he's technically losing out on a sale. But it's like you know, they'll they're it's they'll it's the honesty that honest. you need. You yeah, know? yeah, and um and also again, I don't think that um again, this is just based on my DMs, but like you don't have to constantly be looking for like the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do that. If my ignorance to most of my DMs are any indication, I really don't look at anything other than my favorite brands. And maybe, like, say, if I want a Drake suit, but I'm not going to pay $2,000, and I'm still not going to do that because I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. I will look for other places, you know, but, like, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm not looking naturally just all the time in general for, like, every menswear brand that's popping out, you know. Um, in fact, that's why I listen to, like, places like, um, Handcut radio or blamo to hear about things you know like like salmon amel which a swedish made to measure or i think they're bespoke um anyway they're a swedish uh, menswear brand um i wouldn't have heard about them if i didn't you know listen to those things and it it adds to that kind of that like uh that list of places of or a list of brands that you would want to try in the future that you're kind of keeping an eye out for yeah um that's you know that, that's the one real way to do it you know I, I don't want you guys especially like after having gone through it myself like not to, to like kind of be taken over by like capitalism and like always be looking at like, the next stuff because um, even though my wardrobe is really great now there was a lot of times before where I bought something just because I you know just because I could and mm-hmm. I don't think that that's uh, a wise decision because it resulted in a lot of goodwill trips, frustrating goodwill trips after my friends did not want to buy. No, exactly. You know, like, like, like a Black one Friday. button H uh, and M jacket that I got. 
there, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I got a lot of emails saying it's like, oh, hey, you know, like, th- you, th- you know, everything is 30% off. And I would go on the website and I'd be like, there's nothing I really want. But then there were a couple things like, I kind of want this. It's 30% off. Should I get it? And then I... I didn't. I didn't do anything, and I don't regret it. I don't regret not purchasing anything. I yeah, my Black Friday one was the uh, the Spear and McKay brown jacket because it knocked a hundred bucks off, which was great. But I I kind of regret not buying the Drake's uh, kaleidoscope <laughs> scarf because that was, was that going to really be good. with the sale. It was. Yeah, I think it's like three hundred, like without uh, with the sale. Oh no, three hundred pre-sale, and then it was two hundred after sale. So again, saving hundred bucks, which is pretty good because uh, those some of those scarves are like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. But, you know, uh, if it goes on eBay or something, maybe I'll check it out if someone buys it or maybe. their next seasonal sale or something. Um, but one last thing I want to talk about, and I know this episode's kind of going long, but um, I also don't like the idea of buying from mall brands to approximate high-quality brands. Um, there are a couple times when, like, our friends um, would go to, like, Target and they'd find, like, a chore coat but it has like a good fellows like label on it. But like, they're like, Oh, it's only $5 at target. And I'm like, yeah, but it's got like, you know, you could find like a vintage one that's better quality. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's made better or, and that doesn't have branding on it, you know? And that's kind of something that I really want to push. Cause I know some people like, you know, like a lot of places could have like rugby shirts for cheap or, or, you know, chambray shirt work shirts for cheap or, or something. And, um, it's it really comes down to like the details matter episode where sometimes they can approximate it but like the overall feeling may not be the right way like a lot of places could have like stretch in it you know i think targets uh truck coats had stretch in those things you know um like uniqlo can have um high-rise denim that also has stretch or they'll have a jacket that looks good with like patch pockets but it's like all polyester like there was like mm-hmm. a there was like one time they had like an overdyed seersucker jacket that is great like it is like it was like a chore blazer kind of design but it was 100 percent polyester you know but it was like 20 bucks you know, after the sales and everything but like still not not worth it to and me, i, th- I and i think that's d- you, you and i since we started out buying vintage that's just a different mindset that i think that we have because it's like sometimes we talk to people you know we talk to our friends who are like should i get this you know should i get this like chore coat from target and we say it's like why don't you look on ebay and they're like oh that didn't even occur to me but it's like that's like our first thought yeah and i think because it i mean because our way um even to now like approximating like bespoke looks is by Mm -hmm. getting vintage things yeah. you know that you know it might not be 20 bucks but like a 60 dollars sack jacket instead of buying a ring jacket tweed is a win in my eyes and i still mm-hmm. you know it could all you know if it was like a modern guy he might not like you know it doesn't have la spala commuter or the lapels aren't the same thing but to me i don't really care that to, you know that detail so it worked out for me um so even though details do matter it's also like vintage tends to be better just just based on quality wise yeah so, some mall brands are good like i know that wallace and barnes again has some like again like cpo shirts that you can't really find that are probably a lot softer and i'd enjoy them more than a vintage one yeah like our the chamois shirts it's like i'm i'm considering getting one yeah yeah you know and th- like there's nothing wrong with doing that but um but yeah you know it just comes down to the details again being intentional and all that stuff and i, I think we've hammered in that point um well enough and yep. i hope you guys understand how we buy stuff whether it's new or vintage or flea markets and stuff 
Um, yeah. Uh, let's do some quick questions. Um, a couple Q-Qs. Lives. Yep. Uh, Q-Q. Nini. Bringing that back. <laughs> I had to watch <laughs> that sketch nini. again. I know. Every time. Yeah. Um, uh, one question from our friend Shane was, he was going to buy a jacket, a used, used, a secondhand Rubinacci jacket, but it had, it was ventless. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? I used to only buy ventless because I was like, that's how they did it back in the day. Um, but I don't know now bitch. I like I like a single vent. I like a hook vent specifically, but if I can't get that, I got a single vent. I like double vents just because I like having a lot more room in my ass area. Okay. Because uh, yeah. my ass just needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I it depends on you. Like uh, obviously, if like the you can always add a vent. Uh, you know, tailors yeah. can do that. Uh, I I haven't done that. I know Spencer has sewn up vents before yeah because um, the other thing uh this was me being like super picky i had a 70s jacket SB. that i wanted to make look a little bit older and so vintage like jackets in the 50s and early 60s tended to have pretty short single vents and so i had the vent made shorter to look more like an older jacket I don't think that really matters in the no it doesn't matter, <laughs> but just a fun fact. Oh yeah, um, so it's up to you if the price is right. You know, Bob Barker. It you know you can. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's worth doing it if you like it. Um, I don't really look at Rubinacci stuff that often, so um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's up to you. I I don't really care about vents. And everything. I don't. I, but I also don't if, have. If you try it on and it feels uncomfortable, no don't get it. That's my. Yeah, that's my yeah, yeah. Advice. See if they have a return policy. I mean, because yeah. ventless stuff does have an issue with pocket fisting because your hips won't move as much because there is no vent, mm-hmm. you know, to release that tension. So keep that in mind. Um, second question from the live is: How often do we launder our clothes? It depends on the item, like jackets. Like, I'll wear. I'll launder after like you know three or four wears shirts usually after one or two and pants only if there are stains on them or if they smell bad usually if we're talking about dry cleaning no i guess that's the case for dry cleaning i basically only dry clean like suits now even dress shirts i just like do it's a gentle wash and hang dry but yeah i um i definitely don't wash myself as much as i do just because i have a lot and i think airing them out is better i you know a lot of times when you talk to like vintage people, they don't dry clean their suits unless they like they sweat through it from swing dancing because mm-hmm. dry cleaning can be a harsh process on, on any suit. Even yeah. there's a there's even like a, a clip of Jake Grantham back in his armory days where he's like, oh I, you know if it's not physically dirty I just hang it you know. Mm-hmm. So I keep that one, uh, in mind. I don't I think I I don't think I've, dry cleaned anything in such a long time for any of my you know maybe could, could yeah be I don't years. I don't go to the dry cleaners nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, um, I wash shirts after every wear just because. I mean, I think I don't I don't sweat that much, but just just for that sake of it. I mean, if there are times when, I, like, say, if I wear a turtleneck base layer, so my shirt goes on top of it, I'll just rewear that the the uh, the, sh- the sh- over shirt again just because it didn't touch my body. Mm-hmm. Um, touch my body. Um, nice. Thanks. Um, pants. I definitely don't wash also until until they're like physically dirty. Um, if I feel like I've like farted a lot that day maybe okay. i'll wash them okay um, but even then i'll just end up hanging them you know because like i wear them like once a week mm-hmm. you know 
same thing with jeans you know a lot of places they don't wa they wash their jeans like maybe once or twice a year if that you know most hardcore denim guys so it's not that big of a deal yeah um in general i mean s smell can almost always be taken away with a good spray and a good airing out you know i will say though that when i buy vintage for the first time i will wash it i've washed even if it's like a wool shirt i'll wash it or um or like cotton chinos or something, but then I will air dry all of them. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't really, I only dry like machine dry, like, you know, basically my undershirts, my underwear, my socks and like regular dress shirts and sport yeah. shirts. Um, because yeah, you, you know, just as, as, as little as possible, but you want to make sure that your stuff is clean, you know? And once you wash them, th you, you're pretty good. I mean, technically I think you can get maybe like two wears out of each shirt before they're pretty bad but i end up not doing that just because it's so easy to take off the shirt and put it in the hamper you know? oh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but uh yeah don't don't overwash your stuff but just wash them if you feel like they're dirty and uh you feel gross yep uh last question uh what are this is coming to us from john this is from the actual submissions um what are your best vintage military or surplus purchases i'll let Ooh. spencer answer that one first i i have a lot <laughs> Because I really like, I mean, it's like the thing that I get the most wear out of is probably my camo jungle jacket. I mean, I wore that like at least once a week over the summer and I haven't worn it in a while just because it's been a little, a little bit colder. I really like my M43 and today I got to wear my N1 deck jacket for the first time in like months. Uh, so probably those, I guess. A lot of like outerwear. Yeah, outerwear is probably the most favorite because it's how, how cool outerwear yeah. is you know we could have a uh, a very long um discussion on just jackets in general mm -hmm. um but for me i you know i i love my my actually you know i love my olive jungle jacket more than my camo one just because it i don't know it just feels better i like the color of it you know the the my camo one's a little bit more faded um but lately because it's kind of like really thin i haven't worn that one lately most mm -hmm. of my jackets that I wear now are my, are my leather jackets because I fucking love leather jackets yeah. and, um, and, uh, or my denim Lee one. So, but those aren't really milserp or vent or military. Um, but I think my favorite one would have to be like my P or M 43 trousers. You know, they're, they're mm -hmm. pretty cool. They're super wide legged, super high rise. They've got those cool, like hip pockets on them. You can read all about them on the fun tailoring article, a uh, fun pants with tailoring article. Yeah. Um, those are probably my favorite. I mean, my World War II chinos, uh, the khaki ones, are also pretty nice. Um, but I don't wear those as much just because I like wearing, like, if I'm going to wear chinos, I tend to wear, like, kind of dressier ones. Um, or my raw hem ones just because, like, I feel like fucking being lazy. Um, and then, oh, yeah, I also have, like, a, a, a 1950s um, Korean War chambray sports shirt, which is mm -hmm. really cool. And that's probably, like, one of my favorite shirts of all time. Um and yeah, like those, those, those are really it. Cause I don't really have a lot of, I, I'm not, I don't have a big fascination with like military jackets as much as like most of other people that we're friends with. So I don't have, I don't, I don't buy those when I'm out looking, you know? So yeah, maybe that'll change in the future. Like, like, you know, like a lot of things, but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, thank you all for uh, for listening to Sound Direction. Um, it was a good. Uh, I, I like this topic. You know, uh, buying stuff is, you know, 
it's something you don't really see a lot of or like a discussion on it. And you don't, certainly don't see a lot of people saying that you shouldn't. Actually, no, I think I take that back. Simon Crompton did have an article where he goes, I think it's called like, don't buy that thing. And he <laughs> cautions people to yeah. be specific, which is a good, a good, um, good advice to follow. Um, if you're interested in giving us more questions, you can find the style and direction submission form in the show notes and on the description for each episode. Um, feel free to leave us five stars, help us get our name out there. Um, we're always looking for sponsors. Uh, I don't know who is interested in that, but if you are, let us know. DM us. Um, you can follow the Instagram at style and direction, all spelled out. Um, we post our show quotes there and a couple of pictures of the things that we're talking about. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. DSO. I said you're going to do that. I said I was. And I th- yeah. and it's funny because I thought you were going to say it in the beginning, but I remembered we'd tell our normal name in the beginning the yeah i had to wait a whole hour and 15 for that one damn um we'll see you guys uh in the next one uh, bye bye cool